Welcome to Food Friday Leftovers, a podcast about all the goodies left over from Food Friday. I'm Dave Hopper. And I'm Ashley Kinsey. Tune in each week as we cover culinary topics such as food trucks, local food, pizza, veggies, beer, and wine. You hungry yet? Huh, I'm always hungry. Well, on that note, Ashley, tell us what's in the fridge this week. Okay, it looks like we have some sugary sweets, some syrups, and berries in the fridge today. We are talking with Dale Isla of the Berry Patch and Beth Linsky of Beth's Farm Kitchen. So thank you so much for joining us. We've got some wonderful things on the table here. And I wanted to start with a pretty general question. Um, as far as growing berries for a beginner, um, somebody who's maybe just starting off with, out with gardening and wants to grow fruits and vegetables, what advice would you give? I would say the first thing that they should do is contact their local county cooperative extension office and they have all sorts of resources for the home gardener that they can get started with. Um, they'll have some production guides, they'll have some basic information about doing a soil test because everything starts with the soil. So mm -hmm. they'll want to take a soil test. They can take it into their extension office and, and have it analyzed there and then they'll get recommendations that come back to them as far as do they need to change the pH, if they need to put fertilizer in, how much compost might they want to add, all sorts of the basic information that will help plants get off to a good start. Then after they know what they need to do to amend their soil, then they should go online or to a local nursery and talk to somebody that seems to be fairly knowledgeable about the different varieties of berries. And in the Northeast region here, they want to get varieties that are have a good hardiness level for the winter. You know, it gets down to 15, 20 below zero. There's a lot of varieties that won't make it through cold weather like that in the winter. Mm -hmm. um, so they should make sure that they do a little bit of research first on what varieties are going to do best for them. With a beginning gardener, I recommend starting with strawberries. Um, you don't have to worry as much about the hardiness. You just put some leaves over them or pine needles over them in the fall and just put a fence around them the next spring so that the chipmunks and squirrels and <laughs> things like that don't get those luscious berries. But they're a pretty easy crop to grow in a backyard garden. Excellent. So what about those upside down growing kits that you see sometimes they're advertised on TV where you grow your strawberries upside down and then they, they just cascade and they're above your head? Yeah, I mean, you can do the same thing by just putting your strawberries in a hanging basket. Um, and strawberries are well suited to being grown in a hanging basket. Actually, commercially, they grow them in these big, long gutters in greenhouses and the fruit just hangs over the side of the gutters. So in a standard, say, 12-inch hanging basket, to put one or two strawberry plants in a hanging basket would be great. If somebody's going to do that, I would recommend that they get the ever-bearing varieties of strawberries rather than the June-bearing varieties. The June-bearing varieties only produce a crop once a year, oh. um, whereas the ever-bearers, they can get two or three cycles of fruit out of them. So for a hanging basket, make sure you get the ever-bearers. So usually if you're going berry picking, then you're picking ever berries then? Um, if you're going berry picking in New York State, most of the strawberries are June bearing. Oh. So, you know, that's why it's really important for people to get out now and pick their berries because 
It's about a three to four week season. Usually starts about the second week of June. And if the weather is kind to us, we usually make it till just past 4th of July. But then strawberry season is pretty much over. There are more and more people growing the ever-bearing varieties, but they tend to sell those more like at farm stores at farmers markets they don't tend to be open for pick your own very much oh. whereas with the june bearers most people do have pick your own okay great we've talked a little bit about growing the berries so now let's talk about once they're grown and plump and delicious we can eat them by themselves or we can do multiple things with them and i'm looking across the studio and there is a variety of delicious things in front of me from berries to Oh, we've got some bars over there. Strawberry bars? Strawberry rhubarb bars. Strawberry yeah. rhubarb bars. They look delicious. But it we've... could be any berry, any jam at all. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really yummy. I have a delicious drink here. We've got some quinoa, and then that also has berries. That's strawberries, yeah. Quinoa, strawberry salad. I would with, never think. With a strawberry syrup, balsamic vinegar dressing. Nice. And arugula. And arugula. Which is a really nice combination because... Well, because it's peppery, right? It's peppery, and arugula is in season right now as well. So yes. strawberries and arugula go together really well. Awesome. And I know that we have a few recipes on our website at wamc.org. Be sure to check out wamc.org and search for the Food Friday episodes and get those recipes. Because let me tell you, these look delicious. Also, we should mention this gazpacho because it's really quite good. And it's unusual mm -hmm. to have a strawberry gazpacho. Yes, and I've never heard of a strawberry <laughs> gazpacho. I'm so excited surprised. to try it. And we have a variety of jams. We have raspberry, strawberry rhubarb, strawberry jam, and strawberry spread. Now, what's the difference between a jam and a spread and a jelly? Okay, a jelly, in my definition, has no fruit in it. It is only the juice. Oh. And a jam, all the fruit is jammed into the jar which makes sense this is a jam but it's <laughs> there's a there's a variety of things that it can be called a jam or a preserve and i've always thought that they're pretty much interchangeable in the old days preserves had the shape of the fruit preserved in it but a raspberry jam a, a raspberry preserve to me would be impossible to make because the raspberries just fall apart when you put them against any heat at all mm -hmm. so they just fall apart so it's a raspberry jam i make mostly jams nice <laughs> and a spread for us is a fruit spread so it's strawberries and it's apples it's no sugar added and it has only an eight-week shelf life because sugar is a preservative i did not know that yes so sugar is what holds jams together you know, it holds them for a long time. You know, mm -hmm. once they're canned, they're good for about two years or more. Sometimes, you know, they they might be found in caves. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll still be good. <laughs> Just like an old bottle of wine. Which well, is nothing usually wrong good. with that. <laughs> Making any strawberry wine. I see some strawberry rhubarb daiquiri there. Daiquiri, yes. Mm -hmm. That was... Uh, Definitely is a good thing. <laughs> yes, for sure. I agree with you 100%. We haven't tasted it yet today. <laughs> well, I will be excited to have the inaugural taste. But before we go any further, I just I was looking over at the strawberries and I noticed that they are all labeled. Now, to me, they look the same relatively, same coloring, but... 
there's obviously a clear difference. So can you explain the difference between the strawberries? Absolutely. So in fruit production in general, there's always multiple what we call varieties. Mm -hmm. So right here in front of us, there's six different varieties of strawberries. And some of them come in earlier. Some of them come in later. Some of them are always big throughout the growing season. Even as the season gets later, they'll still maintain good size, whereas some have a smaller size. Um, some of them are more cold hardy. Some of them are more disease resistant and insect resistant. So at the berry patch, we grow 14 different varieties of strawberries so that we can go from the earliest possible season to the latest possible season. And then some of them are better for making jam versus freezing versus just fresh eating. So to, to be diversified and make sure that we've always got strawberries during that relatively short strawberry season, we do these multiple varieties. It's just like, you know, with apples, if you go to the, the store or a farm market and buy apples, you can buy Macintosh, mm -hmm. you can buy Granny Smith, Yellow Delicious, all these different varieties. It's the same with strawberries. They each have their own special characteristics, their own own unique flavor. Some are sweeter, some are more tart. So it's no different than apples. Great. I'm glad to hear that. Now, can you share with the listeners some different varieties that would be more sweet or more tart, just so they have an idea if they're shopping in a farmer's market or something and they happen to see different varieties labeled and maybe they've never tried these different varieties? Maybe you could give them some recommendations for taste? Sure. Of the six varieties that I have here, my favorite is actually called L'Amour. And it's a variety that was developed here in New York by the breeder at the uh, Geneva Agricultural Experiment Station. I like it's a nice firmness, not too firm, but but rather than just certainly try one, just kind of try one as you're melting, telling us about it. Melting in your mouth. Um, it's got a nice firmness, but a nice sweetness as well. I like a nice balance of sweet versus acid mm -hmm. and a pretty intense strawberry flavor. There's a variety called Annapolis, which tends to be a little bit smaller, a little bit lighter in color. It's also a little bit softer, um, so it won't hold in your fridge quite as long as a L'Amour would. Although I always say, why does anyone why? have strawberries more <laughs> in their... than one or two days <laughs> in their fridge anyways? Um, but Annapolis... They, well, if they have them in their fridge for too long, they probably forgot about them. That could be. <laughs> Annapolis is, is nice for people that have never grown berries before because Annapolis, it produces no matter what. But it's definitely softer and I think a little bit more tart. I'm definitely, I like the first one we tried, but I like the Annapolis personally, I think, so far. Okay. I like that okay. tartness. Yep. This one called Wendy is nice. It's an early variety. Um, maybe a little denser, a little kind of meatier, so that would be nice to use in jam because it won't just fall into a mush. Yeah, that, and that Annapolis one would also be good in jam because it was so nice and tangy. My flavor buds went for that one. Yep. This that is, one has a clear... The flavor is so distinct. Yeah. When Wendy is pretty distinctive. It is unfortunately smaller, so a lot of growers do not like it as much. Um, it's also the one of the earliest varieties, so you're more likely 
to lose it to late frosts that the flowers would get killed. Because they're comes so out cute. Early. They're so little and cute. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, this is actually the second week of picking the Wendy's. So the first fruit on those is still a pretty good size fruit, not as big as some of these others. But I always think the later, smaller fruit are better, have better flavor anyways. This other variety here is called Deluxe. It's a brand new one for us growing this year. It, I like the appearance of it. The shininess to me is just amazing. And it's a little bit softer um, since it's the first time we've grown it. And this is actually like the first harvest of it for me. I haven't decided if I like the flavor more or less than some of the other varieties. But I think the, the main thing for people to know is that there are multiple varieties of strawberries, that a strawberry is not a strawberry is not a strawberry. And these are all entirely different than any variety you're going to find shipped in from the West Coast. Those varieties, they're big. Maybe they're pretty. I don't really think they are, especially <laughs> when they have white tips. You, won't, you will not find the sheen on those berries like you do on these. Mm -hmm. I mean, these, you know, just the light also, just reflects off. Them. These are not white all the way through. That's are, correct. They are yeah. not. Every single one that I've tried yeah. so far has had a nice Color red all the coloring way all yeah. the way through to the center. And there are no white tips. And also, I didn't know there were so many different varieties. I thought a strawberry was a strawberry. And <laughs> sometimes you get good ones and sometimes you don't. Because, I mean, if you buy them in the grocery store they now they have these huge they're huge you know and yeah. they don't taste like anything and you cut them open and they're half white with a little you know ring <laughs> red, of on the red around the outside and they're you know crunchy that's right that's <laughs> so right. now i know what to look for i'm definitely going to try the uh the wendy's for sure if i can find those anywhere yeah well and you know talk to your local farm market because it's a variety that you're going to find growing mostly in the northeast here um, so go to your local farm market or farmer's market booth where people are selling strawberries and ask them, do they have Wendy? Ask them what varieties they are growing. And remember that those varieties will change through the season because mm -hmm. we'll have Wendy's for probably two weeks and then we'll move into Lamore and then we'll move into Deluxe and then we'll move into some late season varieties. So if you find a variety that you really like, Grab it while you can because <laughs> it may not be around the literally the next week. And you can freeze the berries, and they, their flavor will hold up. So if you particularly like a kind of berry, buy two more containers of it and freeze them. That has been another problem that I've had, and I, that actually is a great segue to my next question because <laughs> I go to the farmer's market, and I've bought strawberries, and they are so much better at the farmer's market than they are at the grocery store. It doesn't matter what grocery store you get them from. Farmer's market beats grocery store hands down. So I would buy an extra container and think, okay, well, I'll put them in a little freezer bag and freeze them and they'll be fine. Well, I, <laughs> I've i washed the berries, put them in a Ziploc bag and froze them. And then I have this lump of water and berry and it just was so bad. So any advice you... <laughs> Any advice you could give to myself as well as our listeners on how to properly freeze and store our berries would be appreciated. Well, actually, somebody on the show that we were just on, they, somebody said to put a straw in the Ziploc bag and pull the air out of it. Um, but but we, what we do, we put them in buckets now. But in the old days, we used to do all Ziploc. Everything was Ziplocked. And we just put as many pounds as we could fit into 
a bag, a gallon bag, and then we would press it down and press the air out, zip it, and then press it again. And there was just a little tiny opening left and just got all that air out. And there isn't a lot of water in it then because it, maybe it's because you just washed them and put them right into the bag so they were dripping. That's not a good idea. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Maybe put them <laughs> on a paper towel. And then put them in the bag. Let them dry first. A little and bit then dry. Freezer. You know, just yeah. a little bit dry. Make sure you haul them. Be sure you haul them. Which I don't is, think I did that either. You don't want to do that when they're frozen, when they're coming out of your freezer. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do that with the apricots we bought this year because the season is so bad for apricots. We have to pit them after they were frozen, which Ew. is so hard. Oh, no. Make sure you take the hull off them, and you don't have to cut them. You can either leave them whole, or you can um, cut them if you want. And what we do at our place, we we very rarely get any fruit in the freezer once we start farming. <laughs> right. We just don't have right. time. <laughs> but hull them, and then wash them, let them dry on paper towel, and then we'll fill up a cookie sheet of them, We'll put it in the freezer, let them freeze solid individually, and then we put them in Ziploc bags. That's great. Oh. And then you can take out whatever quantity you want because they're already frozen. Um, so you don't have this mass of berries stuck together. And we don't have to worry about that mass of berries because we're putting them in jam. But that's great because they'd be great for smoothies in the morning. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. And you can do that with all the berries. You can do it with strawberries. You can do it with blueberries. raspberries. You don't have to worry about hulling raspberries. Mm -hmm. You can do it with blueberries. You just roll them right out on the cookie sheet, let them freeze, and then roll them into Ziploc bags. And and we tend to have blueberry muffins during the winter. And then you know we just pull a bag out of the freezer, dump out however many we want, zip the bag back up, throw it right back in the freezer. And that's great, especially in the wintertime when you want that taste of summer you exactly know. exactly mm -hmm. and the the word that they that's used in commercially for the for having the fruit that way is iqf which is individually quick, quick frozen. frozen oh iqf it took me a long time to learn what that How meant fancy <laughs> <laughs> now i have to try all these delicious things because there are so many things in front of me I'm, my eye is going all over the place and it's making me hungry so we have the strawberry rhubarb bars, and, and you made those, right, Beth? Yep. And gazpacho. And gazpacho. Well, I didn't personally make them. Oh. Linda, who does the cooking in our kitchen, she's like the head cook, and she makes, she creates these things. Wow. And it's fun because, you know, it's how to use our product in mm -hmm. other ways, you know, so that we can inform people so that we can sell more jam. Exactly. <laughs> so what? So then you use the strawberry rhubarb jam in the bars. In the bars, or you could use strawberry or blueberry or any one of them. And I want to try. Oh, you want to try? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to try everything. Yeah, my favorite bars. I love the raspberry bars and apricot bars. Oh, apricot. Apricot bars are really awesome. Yeah, and we get our apricots from Red Jacket Orchard. Oh, okay. So it's we. In that's Geneva. they really, really, really are the best in New York State. This is delicious. Yummy, huh? It's buttery, it's crunchy, it's sweet from the rhubarb and the strawberry jam. Delicious. Mm -mm -mm. It's a real shortcake on the bottom. Yeah, it has that nice... Yeah, it's a real 
a, I mean, a, it's a shortbread. Excuse me, I called it a shortcake. There is a shortcake over here. Shortcake <laughs> is there. I know what you meant. But it's got that really... Yeah, real buttery. And it's thick, too. Yeah. And that's good. It has a good bite. Yeah. Try not to make too much noise. <laughs> and what I would really can't wait to try is that strawberry gazpacho. Ah. I have never heard of this, and I just think it's so cool. Well, it, we thought it... We just came across it, and it was really fun. Really fun. And so, it tastes good. It tastes like gazpacho. Now, did you use a base of one of the jams for this? No. No? didn't. No. Just berries? It's it's uh, strawberries and onions and bell peppers, red bell peppers, cucumbers, a tad of garlic, basil, balsamic vinegar, and extra virgin olive oil. It's delicious. It is. I like this better than traditional gazpacho. It's nice. And it'd be it's great for as, a brunch. Yeah, it's yeah. not as acidic. Yeah. And, I mean, the strawberry doesn't taste sweet. It kind of still tastes like a tomato-based gazpacho. But there's <laughs> it's just, funny, it does. <laughs> but there's something different about it. Like, it doesn't have yeah. the same acidity. And the flavor seems a little lighter. Definitely is lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Yeah, and the thing I like about the gazpacho, it's the perfect type of recipe for people like us. You know, we, we come walking through the door at 845 at oh. night. And so <laughs> if dinner can't be made in 15 minutes or less, it doesn't happen in our house. But this, you just throw everything in the blender and poof. It's done. And there yeah. you go. Yeah. And you can have it cold and you're hot anyway. So yep. it's just really refreshing. Yep. Yeah. Have a little bit of a uh, couple slices of cheese and a slice of fresh bread beside it. And bingo, you got dinner. Glass Perfect. of wine, glass of strawberry rhubarb daiquiri. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Which we all have in our kitchen just waiting for us. <laughs> this, however, was waiting for daylight of the other day after your terrible market when it was cold and freezing. That's right. <laughs> oh, last, no. last Saturday, the uh, we had a thunderstorm come through our market, and so we had to shut down early. And shutting down in a farmer's market is, in the middle of it, is never very fun in the pouring rain. And it was 52 it was degrees cold. and yeah. oh. raining. And I got home, and we had to unpack all this wet stuff. And I went home and I sat in the hot tub to get warmed up after getting so cold. And my husband came home after closing up our farm store that night and whipped up a batch of strawberry shortcake. And mm -hmm. because shortcakes are great also, you can get the biscuits made in about 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take much to whip cream. <laughs> and it probably takes longer to slice the strawberries than it does to, to do, do the, the other do things. the other two parts. Yeah. Well, yep. yeah, because you start the biscuits, get the get cream the going, slice everything up, and there you go. Yep. So that was my treat for uh, making it through a a pretty nasty market. Pretty nasty. Mm -hmm. That temperature drop is really awful when it's supposed to be spring. You're just not dressed for winter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, especially when it's supposed to be 70 degrees during the day. Yes, and it we've done go above 54. <laughs> yeah. I've done many, many markets like that. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. While you were talking, I tried the jams. I think I love every one. <laughs> okay. But my favorite is the raspberry jam because I love raspberries, but the sweet and the tart together yeah. is just really, really good. We and call that the queen. The queen? We call that oh. the queen. Well, it figures. I have expensive taste. <laughs> <laughs> Hola. <laughs> and then um, lastly, well, I don't want to say lastly because we have the quinoa salad and I do want to try that. But we have this 
amazing drink. Can you tell us a little bit about this? That's just a strawberry syrup that we make a syrup. You have the bottle over there, and it's just a syrup and with um, seltzer. Wow. And you could make it lighter or darker to your liking. But the syrups can also be used for, like, over um, crepe. You could, oh, fill nice. a, you could fill a crepe with strawberries and use a little syrup over the top of it. Maybe with a little lemon curd over that, too. Or but that's another cream. story. <laughs> or whipped cream. Yeah. Well, now you're going to have to start making the lemon curd and having a little, <laughs> sell it in a two-package thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we do make the lemon curd. Oh, And you do. people ask us, what do you do with it? And we always say, mm. well, first thing you do is open it and take a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. This is really good. And it's so warm outside that this is exactly what I needed. I was getting thirsty. Yeah. And I think the last thing we want I wanted to talk about was this quinoa salad. You said there was arugula in there. You arugula there was... and um, strawberries and the, um, you want to try it, I'll pass it over. There you go. It's really, really nice. Ooh, and there's cilantro in there. I love cilantro. Yeah. Arugula and mint and onions and almonds. And again, this doesn't taste like you would think it would be sweet, but I think right. maybe with the vinaigrette and the onions the sa- and The salad and... dressing is made with balsamic and a strawberry syrup. This would be a really great lunch. So it's lunch. very easy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for bringing all these delicious things. And before we close, I know I said that was the last thing, but I am. I need to try <laughs> this. I need to try this strawberry rhubarb daiquiri. Daiquiri. We have to try it. And I will tell you what it's like. I'm sure it's going to be amazing because everything else has been amazing. Please feel free to check out Beth's Farm Kitchen and check out The Berry Patch. The Berry Patch has a website at theberrypatch.net. And Beth's Farm Kitchen's website is bethsfarmkitchen.com. And Beth also wrote a book, Cooking with Jams and Chutneys. So feel free to check out the website and pick that book up. And then you can learn how to make some of these delicious things that I had the opportunity to try today. (laughs) She might want ice. (laughs) Mm, Smells good. Smells good. Oh, yeah. That is good. And the sweetness at the end. Oh, yeah, that's good. While you're at Beth's Farm Kitchen, (laughs) pick up the strawberry rhubarb daiquiri. It is absolutely delicious. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much for joining us today, Beth. And thank you, Dale Lila, for talking with us about the berries and the different varieties. I had no idea. I know that I learned a lot, and I'm sure everyone else learned a lot, too. Great. So glad to hear it. Thank you. Have a great day, and thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. And that was Dale Isla Riggs of The Berry Patch and TheBerryPatch.net, and also Beth Linsky of Beth's Farm Kitchen and BethsFarmKitchen.com. This has been Food Friday Leftovers. I'm Ashley Kinsey. And I'm Dave Hopper. Be sure to check out Vox Pop Food Friday every Friday at 2 p.m. on WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Our producer is Jessica Blaustein Marshall. Our theme is Beach Disco by Dougie Wood. Food Friday Leftovers is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. And tune in next week to see what else we find in the fridge.